0: Hi, I'm John Kennedy and welcome back to the latest Think Business podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. The M1 Corridor region connects Ireland's two largest cities, Dublin and Belfast, while also boasting a thriving hub of economic activity in its own right. A constellation of enterprise hubs and the local enterprise office in the region have banded together to better serve the post-COVID-19 future of work. I talked to Sarah Daly from Creative Spark, Brendan Casey from The Mill and Thomas McAfee from Loud LEO about new ways of working in the new normal. In order to return to Dublin headquarters, many companies will have to reconfigure their office space so that social distancing can be maintained. Capacity in meeting rooms will be reduced due to social distancing, and boardrooms that used to seat up to 12 people will now only have about 4 people, sitting 2 metres apart. There is an alternative solution for those who would normally commute to Dublin on a daily basis. Loud County Enterprise and the M1 corridor have highlighted a new hybrid working model and facilities that are available in the northeast. I'm joined today by Sarah Daly from Creative Spark, Brendan Casey from The Mill, and Thomas McAvoy from Loud Leo for for today's uh, chat. So guys, I suppose, um, I'll start with you, Sarah. Tell me about the Creative Spark and what that does and where it's located. Um, So
1: Creative Spark is located in Dundalk. It's um, an enterprise and trading center primarily for the creative industries. So we work with a lot of businesses that are either startups or scaling businesses within creative enterprise, which is very broad, anything from architecture to web development. Um, So we offer own door workspace here and co-working. And we also have creative production facilities, which are, um, we have a fine art print studio and we have a ceramic studio. So we work a lot with um, visual uh, visual artists and designers as well. And in the next year, we'll be adding a fab lab to the um, facility, which is for digital fabrication and design production.
2: Very
0: good. And Don, tell us about the mill.
2: So the mill enterprise hub is situated in Droghada. It's a 15,000 square foot building that houses around about 80 employees and about 37 companies. So a mixture between startups, uh, primarily digital startups, Uh, and also a number of overseas companies. Um, So we have a range of programs that we offer to uh, startups and companies here from training uh, to various initiatives that um, we manage, like uh, the M1 Payments corridor, which would be looking at the fintech sector across the region. And we work very closely with uh, Thomas in the local enterprise office in relation to training and mentoring sports as well. So it's very much a supportive community is uh, a place to start and grow a business in Jordan. Very good, Thomas. Division for
0: the M1, you, a, a, a M1 corridor. When, in my mind, that that suggests a lot of people playing to their strengths. And you know, you, you're aware of many startups and entrepreneurs in your area for, through the local enterprise office work. But tell me about the overall vision here. Like we're at a point where now we're 14 weeks into 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 having left our offices. Most people are. Um, the, the damage wrought on the economy is 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 very clear and I suppose will become even more clear in the months and months and years ahead when it comes to getting people back to work I think a lot of people might already be quite happy to be remote working and if, if they weren't converted they are now some people might be itching to get back to the office but the new normal i mean i can't see myself getting on a crowded bus or a crowded train or i'd, I'd really i kind of shudder at the thought of spending two hours in traffic just to go to town to for a meeting um so tell, tell me about the vision for the m1 corridor and how you guys strategically can can pull all the parts together and you know achieve a kind of a work-life balance for the region
3: yeah. I suppose the key strength of the Northeast is the, the skill base we have and the density of, of skills here and the critical mass. And what's particularly unique in the M1 region is the volume of those people that are active in the economy but commuting out of this region. And we would have looked at taking the last set of CSO census data and analysed, you know, where do the people that live in the Northeast work? And on a day-to-day basis, we know over 55,000 people daily commute and over 50,000 of those commute daily into Dublin. And I suppose the proposition behind the M1 is to say, look, at collectively as a region, not as an individual town or village or county, but as a region uh, that hangs off the M1, that within half an hour skilled people going to jobs in Dublin and really what the M1 is about is can the jobs come to the people as opposed to the people going to the jobs. And it's a huge wasted resource and energy, you know, taking that volume of people, hopping on a train or a car or a bus every day, going into the city centre. I did it myself for a number of years uh, and, and then having to trek back uh, on a daily basis. And I think employers now with the new COVID restrictions are looking for solutions as well around, well, we can't have all our staff come back. And if they do come back, that presents issues and problems. So really what you're looking at, I think, going into the future is this hybrid model of part HQ, part home and part hub. Because Mm. the disadvantage working at home is I don't have the structure, I don't meet the people, I don't have the engagement, Mm. which you have when you go into Dublin. But how do you have the best of both worlds? Well, you know, rather than have the commute and have the interaction, if you meet at a hub. And we have a number of those in the region here. And so the M1 corridor is about saying to employers and employees, there's an opportunity here, rather than The disadvantages of commuting or the disadvantages of working at home you know you have this hub model and and really the solution going forward is going to be a hybrid Mm. not everybody's going to jump into the office not everybody's going to work at home it won't suit everybody to go down one route or the other but there is a solution that involves all three you know hq hub home Uh, and that's part of what what is driving the m1 corridor i suppose one other unique aspect of the m1 corridor i touched on at the very beginning john was you know, our, our key strength is our people. If you stand in the middle of Dundalk or Drogheda today, and you travel out sixty minutes, you will—you have a population of two point two five million. There's no other spot on this island you can get that same critical mass. In fact, if you stand in the middle of O'Connell Street, you'll have a population of two point one million. So you're getting, you know, you're drawing on a catchment in Northern Ireland, you're drawing on a catchment in North Dublin. You have the facilities and the infrastructure, and and outside County Dublin, Loud, would be the most densely populated county uh, on the island. So so it, it 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 has a lot going for it, and we just probably need to play to our strengths. And the M1 is about promoting those strengths. Mm. Well, I think the strengths of the Northeast, particularly you
0: guys, have the your your. Populate you're, you're right between two big cities, uh, Dublin and Belfast. You have a, a rail line, you have a decent motorway but I suppose the other thing just before all of this happened, up till March, one thing we were hearing was there was a, 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 a people shortage and, and there was a talent war on and now we're in a situation where we're looking at unemployment again all of a sudden and before all this, I, I remember going to a hub in Kells and uh, meeting a guy who was only, his boss managed to retain him as an employee because he was fed up going into the city and he was going to leave but they said well look we actually found a solution here we can rent some space and you can use it and you can continue to work and he was very happy with that because he liked his job and he liked his company but he just didn't like the two hours on the bus every morning and evening I suppose Sarah can ask you uh, how well set up are are these hubs for facilitating if there is a surge in people who want to use them because one of the other things about the current lockdown people have realised is that while they might like working at home. You know, the, the kids, the kids might be kind of interfering a bit. You know, in terms of um, the responsibilities. You know, paying paying attention. Some people like to just get away from the house to be around other like minded people. So, how do how do you see um, in terms of capacity and space? Do you guys have uh, how well are set are you how well set up are you guys for when people are interested in this?
1: I think we're fairly well set up at the moment. We have the capacity because we have no training going on so we, we've actually expanded some of our co-working into our training and meeting room spaces at the moment um and we while we have taken out some furniture we've moved it around the building so that we're able to accommodate Um if it goes on for longer i suppose we we don't know how long it's going to go on whether we'll be able to have training and meeting happening back in the building again i hope we will because i think that's one of the, the Big pluses about these that they're they're enterprise hubs, but they're also training hubs, and we do bring people together who are learning and working together. um, And that's one of the elements I really enjoy is that sense of bringing people together, which we're missing um, severely at the moment. Um, We're also looking at expanding into another space in the town centre and to try and and work with people who are looking for this solution to their lives and the daily commute. Um, So I suppose, and I know. Brendan might tell you a little bit about their project as well. That, that we are looking to try and, and have the resources and facilities in place for people that maybe do want to get out of that rut. And now that they've they've managed to test this uh, working from home or working remotely, um, overnight in March, we all had to suddenly uh, change the way we work. And it's worked for most people. And I think everybody is you know pretty happy that they've managed to test it. And we've all tested it at the same time. And so. Everybody's gone through this learning curve, the awful Zoom meetings that we've all been sitting through. For four, it does feel like 14 weeks. feels like more than 14 weeks. <laughs> um, but I think we're well set up for it. And I suppose we are planning to be even better set up for it. It's very much part of our plans for the, the next few months is to help people.
0: And, and Brendan, um, one of the things I know about recessions is they often pr- produce an interesting cadre of people who may have been on, you know, maybe on the, the wrong end of change. They might have lost their jobs, they've been taking redundancies, things happen. Often this produces a great cadre of entrepreneurs. And um, in terms of entrepreneurship, how, how vital do these hubs play a role in terms of fostering entrepreneurship? But also, if, for example, in the next year, there are lots of people who might want to start businesses, uh, how, how well prepared are you guys for, to, to receive them and support them?
2: Yeah, so uh, as Sarah said, and in in partnership with Loud County Council, uh, we just got funding for a new building uh, in downtown Drogheda. And I think that hops back to your earlier point on regenerating town centres. So Mm. it's a very important initiative uh, just to have that presence downtown. But equally, a core part of that uh, building is there's three or four enterprise programs behind it. So one in particular we've called Commutech which essentially is targeting current commuters with tech skills and a tailored program to get them to, I suppose, take the jump into self-employment. And because, you know, the highly skilled people, as Thomas said, uh, you know, they're probably on pretty good salaries. They're commuting up to, you know, multinational companies, but they're harnessing a lot of expertise. So if we can convert them into setting up their own business, you know, it could be a, a game changer, I think, for the region as well. Mm. Uh, and there's a number of other programs that we're looking at. So it's not just about a building, you know, there's a, a number of sectoral initiatives and I think stuff like the M1 corridor, uh, where you have, you know, Drogheda and dark working together uh, and the wider M1 region, you know, that's, that's crucial because even though they're the two out of, out of three of the largest towns in Ireland... The uh, the both identified as regional growth centres in the Ireland 2040 plan. You still need a critical mass. You know, entrepreneurs want other entrepreneurs around them. And so I said we've 37 companies here. Uh, you still need to engage with NAB and you still need to engage with Dundalk, RD, uh, other towns in the region and build up a, a collaborative network. You know, and that's something uh, that we have been doing, uh, but I think this is a more concerted effort. Uh, and I think it probably recognises our strengths as well um, because there, there has been a lot of changes I suppose and um, that prox- that proximity to dump, double is probably you know it has been a double edged sword in the past but I think just post COVID it's very much proving an advantage, you know, as Thomas said, you can go up to HQ if it isn't double, you know, yeah. whether that's a few days a week. You can work from you can work from hubs. But myself and Sarah, you know, we've daily rates here. So there's a lot of flexibility. Um, and and that's a key selling point. There's not as many regions that can do that, uh, where you can go in as needed, or if a last minute call comes in and you have to get into the HQ, you can get in the train, you can get the express from Drogheda, you can get the express from Dundalk, you can get a bus every twenty minutes from each of them. Uh, you can get in the motorway and try your way through traffic. Uh, it's starting to get busier again, but that access is there. Uh, the the dot is going to be extended in Drogheda. So that that's a very unique selling point and. You know, all the companies uh, here—they're still going to be going up to Dublin. You know, there's still going to be clients in Dublin. There's still going to be meetings, but they can choose the time and make it more productive. So they're not getting stuck in the rush hour traffic. Uh, They're planning their day um, rather than being dictated to, I suppose, by uh, commuters. Very good, Sarah. Just as thinking there. um have you, had any, have you had
0: much outreach from employers who are kind of looking at uh, facilitating their workers? I mean, everyone's trying to envision what the new future work will look like. They're trying to figure out how the hell to get these people back to, to the headquarters. I'm sure there'll be a lot of... Uh, anger and frustration among people who might want to get back to the headquarters and might not be invited back until next year, maybe even. Have you had any outreach from businesses sure. or, or employees saying, you know, what about this? Can I, can I use your hub? Is is, is is that happening yet or do you think or do you expect it to happen?
1: It is, yeah, it is happening. We've had companies um, contacting us and employees. And I, I suppose the employees are the more proactive ones. The, the employers are kind of mm-hmm. out to see what's available the employees are the ones that are pushing it and saying you know I actually don't want to start traveling back to Dublin again I want to be based here it's worked for me for the last three months why can't it continue to work or certainly in a, you know two or three days a week that you'd be based from here and um, saving money saving time and being part of the community so all, they're all things that are really high on people's agenda and you can have your own desk here and um, that you can come into and you're still as productive as ever and you can At a normal time and be at home with your family. It's it's all, um, but yeah, it's definitely
0: lots of interest in it. Very good, Brendan. Brendan, are you seeing the same thing?
1: Yeah, uh, still
2: relatively small numbers, but there there are probably companies that we wouldn't have uh, interacted with as much. So you know, at the moment we have a few people here from professional services companies. You know, that normally would have commuted up, but you know, obviously they can't commute due to public transport issues and obviously the availability of office. I I think the other unique point, and again, it goes back to Thomas's conversation there about the population, you know, so you may not even have to go into HQ. There could be five, six, ten employees in the wider M1 region or the wider Drogheda Dundalk region, and they can collectively have meetings, you know, in the likes of the mill or in Creative Spark. Mm. And again, because if you look at that population within 15, 20 minutes of either town, um, I know anecdotally, you know the amount of times I'll come up and I'll say, "Well, who else lives here?" You know, and is commuting up. You know, when I'm talking to my neighbours, and there's five or six people from the company all commuting from the same estate or whatever up yeah. to Dublin every day. You know, so whether they do it through Zoom or whether they actually want to have a physical meeting, or a strategic day or whatever, uh, I think that's something that we can offer as well. So uh, we are we've definitely seen a different type of inquiry, and I think Sarah is right. It's probably driven by the employees, which is very interesting as well. And the employers have probably been a little bit slower to get behind it. Um, and there's still some policy that still needs to be worked out in relation to remote working, etc. But um, I think that demand, in fact, even over the last year, we've had employees pay pay for the mill themselves. And then eventually the companies start paying for it as, as they recognize that, uh, you know, this is good value. Uh, it opens up space. And obviously, they won't have as much space in, in the HQ anymore anyway. So... Uh, that's that's interesting the way that it's been driven by the employee.
0: Very good. uh, Thomas, um, what needs to happen for this uh, M1 corridor vision to really solidify, uh, take substance? I mean, I can see you're all passionate about where you live. You're passionate about your communities. uh, You've got thriving hubs in place. But what needs to happen to make this happen? uh, You know, and maybe inform policy You know, for government to even say, well, look, we need to kind of get behind these hubs and these regional visions.
3: Yeah, I, I think we're trying to get the word out that this is a viable model. Uh, that, and we've all, you know, there was a lot of talk about remote working before COVID, and it's it took off. It had a, it had a bit of a profile, but it hadn't really got the buy-in uh, to any great extent from employers. Certainly, employees definitely wanted it. Mm. And I think what COVID has proven is that people now had to work from home for the for the business to survive, and employers have now realised actually it did work. <clears throat> And you know, once we got our employees set up remotely, uh, everything worked for example in in our own office here uh, between economic development and enterprise, and so on, there's a staff of ten eleven of us we We could do practically the entire job all working remotely. Uh, through Zoom, through different platforms, by email, uh, telephones, and so on. And it's only this week physically that part of the team are back in the office. And I think as employers now go back to the office, they're they're now grappling with how do we come up with a longer term solution. Uh, and and really, this is this is one solution for for them. So it's getting that word out is important. Uh, the second thing around the M one corridor is we have been promoting this as a, as a as a brand let's say in the past year and a half it's, it's a relatively new concept but what we realized is that we can't as individual towns or hubs promote ourselves we need to come together to say well here's the regional proposition and mm-hmm. this is something that the state agencies like IDA and Enterprise Ireland are saying that that's how employers think they're not looking at you know who's in this town but they're looking at who's within reach of this town and that's that hence you're into this regional discussion and 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 that sort of was the germ out of which this m1 concept grew uh, so for us it's a brand about bringing the best parts of the northeast together and being able to present that back to employers and we've we've tried to capture that in a, in a website we're upgrading that website as as we speak hmm. but there is a card an m1 corridor.ie site that's that highlights some of the many reasons why employers and employees would look to, to this region
0: very good well guys with that thank you so much for your time that was very enlightening and I hope I believe hopefully after all of the ramifications and trouble and trauma who knows maybe two years from now we could have a better Ireland uh, maybe a place where people live in their communities work in their communities and spend in their communities